You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. Today's going to be a great podcast. You're absolutely going to learn something. It's, if you're new to this podcast, uh, it's number one entrepreneurship podcast in the planet this morning. It's a top five business podcast. I have an author with me here today. I have Dr. Stephen Rogelberg. He wrote the book, The Science of Meetings, but we're going to talk about his new book, Glad We Met, The Art of One-on-One Meetings. Great. It's great to have you on the podcast, Stephen. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Okay. Clearly, you have a fascination with meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ever since I was a tiny little boy, I just wanted to study and go to meetings. Okay. So I'm going to preface my experience with meetings and then let you run with this thing. Um, first thing is I, I remember going to my first, like when I came out of college, I went to a staff meeting and it was fascinating, you know, the big conference table. And I, I felt like, I, you know, like, it was like I was being invited to sit at the adults dinner table, you mm-hmm. know, but then I found out I talked too much. I brought up too many problems and I never forget the CEO taking me aside after like the second one go, please, no more problems unless you have three solutions. <laughs> uh, and then, and then now that I own a lot of companies, all my meetings are 15 minutes. Like I don't, I'm a standing meeting guy or sure. let's get to the chase. I mean, obviously we could go longer, but I'm a, definitely a George, George Bush. <laughs> let's, let's kind of get to the chase. So tell me where I'm failing miserably at meetings and help my entrepreneurial audience utilize these more, you know, better. Sure. I don't think you're failing. Um, I love the fact that you're keeping it tight as you possibly can. The one thing, one thing that we know from the science is that meeting times matter, especially given something called Parkinson's law. And Parkinson's law is the idea that work expands to fill whatever time's allotted to it. So if you schedule a meeting for an hour, guess what? It will take an hour. But if you schedule meetings for 15 minutes, it's going to take 15 minutes. And if those 15 minutes are strategic and focused, you can get so much done and give everyone the gift that they so crave, which is return time. Yeah, I mean, always, my feeling was always, we the meeting could always go long, but you're right. When it was an hour, we just drug it out. I'm like, okay, if it's 15 and it goes 21 or 25, even if it goes 30, I'm fine. But what I'm more excited about is how many 15 minutes meetings only go 10 to 13, you know, we, we you know, because they come more with their thought process ready. Sure, absolutely. In fact, there has been research that showed that when you decide on a meeting time and then you dial it back five or 10 minutes, groups actually did better. They were more focused, right? Given the reduction in time. So what I argue in um, my work is really just leader intentionality and embracing the notion of being a good steward, right? So when you think of yourself as a steward of others' time, now the thought of people leaving your meeting saying that was a waste is so disconcerting that you intentionally try to avoid that. And Absolutely. Decreasing meeting times is a great way of doing that. Um, Inviting properly so it's not bloated with attendees, you know, facilitating actively and having really compelling agendas. Yeah, because one thing I learned when you're an entrepreneur, and that's a large part of this audience, I I believe, um, is you buy a company, you know, you start a company, you buy a company, maybe for the first time, you're actually leading a meeting. (laughs) And not every. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so as you mentioned at the, at the start, my new book is Glad We Met, 
the art and science of one-on-one -on -one meetings. And one of the things I talk about in that book is really how these one-on-ones could be a source of competitive advantage for entrepreneurs. Yeah, and tell us, tell us why and how we could better utilize these meetings. Sure. So entrepreneurs tend to be just so incredibly outward focused, externally focused, which obviously makes a tremendous amount of success, um, a sense. Yeah. But a focus internally matters too. And one-on-one -on -one meetings really matter. They are the key mechanism for building alignment, promoting coordination, you know, helping folks see their role in the bigger picture. Basically, these one-on-ones are about addressing the practical and personal needs of your folks. When you do this with each individual, the research shows that you actually have more team success, organizational success, and innovation. As people become more hybrid and distributed, these one-on-ones are the critical mechanism for having an organization feel like an organization focused on a common goal. Yeah, if I could chime in on that, because I, I, that's why I'm, I, we, we schedule this, because I, I love the subject matter. Because I have found when I have a meeting with a lot of people, and let's just say five people or more, sure. there, it becomes personality driven. There are certain people that dominate every meeting. They feel like they've got to talk the most. They're the loudest. And then I've got introverts. They just happen to be brilliant, but they're quieter. So I love the one-on-one -on -one meeting because it, it it's okay. You know, Mary, John, give me, I always say, come on. I don't care what I've heard to this point. What would you do? Exactly. And what, exactly. what am I, what am I thinking wrong? What have I not accounted for? Because no, then I've given them a chance to, to give me crit criticism and my team will go, well, did you factor in that? This is going to take six months. There's no way there's not a snowball chance. And you know where that we're going to do this in three. And yeah. this is why it's going to take six months. Well, my cheerleaders would have said, oh, we got it. Are you kidding me? No problem. We're going to rush out with a squirt gun. Yeah. I love it. You are spot on. I mean, larger meetings have their place for sure. Um, they have certain things that you need to have a large meeting, right? If you want people to ideate, to do critical decision-making, I mean, there's real value of bringing voices together and, and fostering constructive conflict. Um, but there's something special about the one-on-one. -on -one. And that's why I was so excited about this book because amazingly, there's nothing out there right now around the science of one-on-ones. And one-on-ones really could become the engine for entrepreneurial activity. A good idea is not enough, right? You need to engage with your people so that they are evangel evangel help me. Evangelists. Yes, there just go. like you are. And <laughs> one-on-ones are this incredible mechanism for helping create that alignment. In many regards, a one-on-one -on -one is a meeting for the direct, right? It's facilitated by the manager, but it's your opportunity to truly connect with that person, to understand what's on their minds, to create an environment where they can speak freely. It's boots on the ground information. And those personal contacts promote that motivation, that engagement, that creativity, that sense of team, that sense of oneness, and it just spreads your message and your passion so much more broadly. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I like it because as a, as an athlete, I, I mean, my coach could talk to the team that yeah. had effect that was motivating whatever case. But the one on one talk with me 
could be specific. Okay, Sean, you're doing really well, but you're lacking in this and you're lacking in that because it was it was it was it was micro. And I think that's the strength of a one-on-one -on -one meeting. The question I have is how often, you know, no perfect answer, of course, but how often should you be having meetings with your staff? Because I think our tendency as entrepreneurs is to have a whole lot less of them than more of them. If it's, you know, I'm talking about businesses less than 50 employees. Yeah. So, I mean, the key from our research is it's not the sheer number of meetings that's truly the problem. It's the quality of the meetings. If the meetings are well run and they're tight and compelling, people's productivity is not derailed. It's, it's actually increased. In fact, the research shows that those organizations that are running their meetings effectively, including entrepreneurial organizations, are actually making more money. So these meetings can be exceptionally helpful if they're well done. So there's not this magic number. Just meet when there's a compelling purpose. Meet when you need engagement and interaction, but keep it short, keep it tight, and keep it compelling. In fact, one of the tools that I share that I think really helps is instead of framing your agenda as a set of topics to be discussed, frame your agenda as a set of questions to be answered. And by doing so, now you have to really think hard about the meeting and what you're trying to achieve. By framing your example of some questions, because I like that, that's a different framework. So instead of saying, having an item that says budget problems, say, what are the best ways of us reducing our budget by 20% in Q4, right? So it's a specific question and questions are like goals. They, they draw you in. And by framing your agenda as questions, you have a better sense of who to invite, right? They're relevant to the questions. You know if the meeting has been successful because the questions have been answered. And if you just can't think of any questions, you likely don't need a meeting. I was going to say, you probably don't need a meeting. So no, I, yeah. I, I like that. Good. Okay, if we're going to have a meeting, okay, let, we're going to do just a quick little, you know, if anybody remembers the old Cliff Notes, give us three things to think about when having a meeting. Sure. Now, do you want to talk about should I do it for both one-on-ones as well? Just, as just do it one-on-one -on -one and then we'll, we'll, you know, you can, because we're talking about your book. So we're going to, we're going to push that. Glad we met the art of one-on-one -on -one meeting. So we're going to, we're going to. Okay. I'll figure, they'll figure out how to make that work, but let's talk about the one-on-one since that's All your right. new book. Wonderful. So one-on-one um, -on -one meetings, um, they're tricky and they're mostly tricky for a couple, for a number of reasons. So first of all, when we survey leaders about their one-on-ones, they are much more positive than their directs. There appears to be some type of blind spot where leaders think they're doing a better job than their directs. Now, this is not a huge surprise because leaders receive no training on how to do one-on-ones, which is such a mess. But when we think about one-on-ones, one of the key issues is constantly reminding the manager that this is not your meeting. This is the meeting for the direct to capture what's on their minds, their issues, and their topics. So design the agenda so that their voice dominates. In fact, one of the best predictors we have of one-on-one -on -one meeting success is the direct really driving the agenda creation. So the person who's saying, hey, I want to meet with you, they're the ones who are probably shutting up in this meeting because they're drawing more information from the person they're meeting with. Well, it's often the case that the leader just can't stop themselves yeah. from talking. And what they really need to be doing is asking questions, not talking. 
So asking questions and allowing the direct's voice to dominate the conversation. I like that. In fact, one of the greatest predictors we have of meeting ineffectiveness in one-on-ones is the leader doing most of the talking. If the meeting leader can just quiet their voice, ask good questions, find out what's on their mind, the minds of their people, explore it, right? Really listen, explore. And then when it comes to solutioning, don't just save the day. Explore solutions, right? See what's on, what ideas the direct has. And one of the common mistakes that managers make is that even after hearing the direct's ideas, they still think their idea for solution is better. And as a result, they'll push for their solution. And really what they want to do is take a look at what the, the direct solution is. If the direct solution is viable, go for it. Now, if the direct solution is clearly much lower than yours and that the decision really matters, then maybe push back. But managers need to start picking their battles more in these types of conversations. Because frankly, we don't know if we're right. We think we're right, but we don't know for sure. So the bottom line is to make these one-on-ones work. The manager has to keep reminding themselves that this is not my meeting. This is my, this is the meeting for my direct. They want to make sure that they're asking great questions, truly listening, not dominating. And then when we come up with solutions, make it a collaborative process. Audience, you just learned a lot. Okay, <laughs> what? Have more have meetings. Okay, number one is have one-on-one meetings. I, I like them uh, personally. I, I, there's reasons for groups, and the, you know, you, no question. But I do think, especially with my my higher level staff those meetings with my partners and people that are running divisions. I I do like those to be one-on-one listening. Gosh, that's my, my biggest Achilles heel. So I, I, I'm, (laughs) I know that's important. And let me just tell you this. What's so interesting is that when we survey people about their, whether they want one-on-ones, people want them, people want that connection, right? That's what we missed during COVID. It wasn't coming into work. It was connection and one-on-ones are that connection. So when we collect data, we find that definitely people would like to have weekly one-on-ones and counter to stereotypes. Those individuals at higher levels in the organization actually wanted the most. Wow. They wanted the most contact with their managers, which I think is so interesting. No, I... I like I said, I, I know when I want to accomplish something, I'm, I'm always calling a meeting. I, I, you know, we think we can do things via text. It doesn't reflect tone, sarcasm, so many. Th- we, we've tried to consolidate communication and I, I'm a firm believer and I want to see the human being that I'm talking to. I'm talking to Dr. Steven Rogelberg today. He's the author of the book, Glad We Met the Art of One-on-One Meetings. He also wrote the book, The Science of Meetings. So all things meetings by his books. Uh, Stephen, it's great to have you on the podcast. How can my audience connect with you and anything you have going on? Oh, that's great. Well, definitely check out my website. It's stephenrogelberg.com. So it's easy, stephenrogelberg.com. And, um, you know, I have tons of resources on there. My real focus right now is this one-on-one meetings. I just see it as such a critical activity that's being done wrong. It's so relevant for entrepreneurs. It's so relevant for managers. It's even relevant at home, right? And because the thought of having meaningful one-on-one engagements matters everywhere. The alternative title for my book 
glad we met was actually the one meeting that should not be an email. And that's what a one-on-one -on -one is. So check out the website, check out the book. It's really different and it's science-based. My entrepreneurial audience, if you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have meetings to grow your company. I'll give you a cheat sheet to scaling. You're gonna have meetings. It's gonna be involved in it because you're gonna have initiatives, goals that you're trying to reach. So I encourage you to uh, listen to this podcast again. Listen, you know, purchase the book, learn how to have meetings. Uh, you're probably avoiding them because you're not confident that you know how to have them. That's very common early on as an entrepreneur. So again, thank you so much for listening. The podcast is brought to you by Gig Strategic the best digital marketing company because you'll actually work with a human being. Again, thank you for listening and we'll talk again soon.